The word says that where our treasure is, our heart will follow. And there's nothing better to defeat materialism than giving. Giving affirms the old saying that the greatest things in life are not things. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. This was in the news this morning. I just thought this was interesting. Here you go. The inventor of the television remote control, Robert Adler, died yesterday in Boise, Idaho. He was 93 years old. Millions of couch potatoes will pay tribute to Mr. Adler today during the broadcast of the golf tournament by pressing the mute button for about five seconds. I think that I'm going to get involved in that. What would we be without the remote control? I I don't know. I want to talk to you for just a minute this morning about giving. And I know that I talk about tithing and giving pretty often. But I want to talk about why we need to give. But first, let me go back to tithing for a second. You see, tithing really isn't giving. Tithing, as we've reinforced many times around here is an act of obedience to the Lord. And it's important, and it's important to God that we do it. And when we do it, we're acknowledging that everything that we have belongs to God. And that when we tithe, He gives us His blessing on the remaining 90% of what we have. So while tithing is expected, it's also respected. But giving is also an important part of our life, and it's also important to God. Did you know that over 2,000 verses in the Bible reference money or possessions? In contrast, there are about 500 verses about faith. There's about 500 verses about prayer. And of the 38 parables that Jesus taught, 16 of them had something to do with money. In the Bible, the word give is used 2,285 times. And no, I did not count them. Does that seem like a lot? I mean, the word love appears 733 times. I think the message is that what we do with and how we handle our money is a big deal in developing our relationship with God. So there's a number of good reasons why we need to give. And be good, generous givers. But for starters, here's three of the best reasons. The first reason is we need to give. Because it keeps our heart in the right place. What we give to defines our priorities. The Word says that where our treasure is, our heart will follow. And there's nothing better to defeat materialism than giving. Giving affirms the old saying that the greatest things in life are not things. 
The next reason we need to give is simply to benefit others. Since the beginning of time, there's always been those who are in great need. The Lord made it clear that we as Christians are to help them. We're to, we're to do more than just share the gospel with them. We're to love them and we're to share with them in material ways. And I love this saying, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And finally, the reason we need to give is because giving glorifies God. Giving really is an act of worship, just as praising Him is. And giving is tangible. And it's a way that we can show our gratitude for all He gave us. Oswald Chambers, he said, Worship is giving God the best that He has given you. You know, most, most of us wish that we didn't have to think about money all the time, that we didn't have to try to make ends meet, provide for our, our needs for ourselves and for our families. But you see, that struggle, that challenge to meet all the demands of the day is part of the journey that God has put us on. And when we labor in the field and we're faithful, in spite of our financial challenges, He places in our hearts the desire to give what we can. And he knows that it takes faith to do it. And that's when something special happens. And that's when we begin to grow stronger in the Lord. So giving is important. And we need to do it. And we need to be good at it. The Apostle Paul said, you should see that you excel in the grace of giving. Nothing pleases the Lord more than knowing that we trust and depend on Him. Stay tuned to learn how you can trust God to do a work in your life and in your finances. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. All right, go Rangers, go Cowboys. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but get happy. Moment, but first I want to encourage a few people who might be going through a difficult financial situation right now. Because, you know, for almost all of us, it's not a matter of if we're going to experience some financial problems from time to time, but when we're going to have them. And I know that I speak often of how important it is for us to be faithful in our giving. But today I want to focus on how faithful God is in regard to our finances. And the way I'm going to do that is by simply telling you some fishing stories. Now, do we have any men or women out there who like to fish? A few? Well, I have to confess that even though our company does make some products for fishing, I'm not much of a fisherman. Uh, But I do like this advice that I heard given from a mother to her daughter before she was married. She said, cook a man a fish and feed him for a day. But teach a man to fish and you can get rid of him for the whole weekend. (laughs) 
Maybe my wife would like it if I took up fishing. But, but the fish stories that I want to talk about aren't just any fish stories. Because they were orchestrated by none other than our Lord Jesus himself. And I believe that the Lord always had a reason and a purpose for everything he did. Do you believe that? <clears throat> so Jesus was standing in, in a boat by the shore preaching one time. And after he finished, he told Peter to go out into the deeper water and cast the nets. Well, Peter proceeded to tell the Lord that they had already been out there all night and they didn't catch anything. But Peter said, because you say so, I will let down the nets. And you remember the rest of the story. When they did, they caught so many fish that they called over another boat to help them and both boats were loaded down so much with fish that they almost sank. Well, if you take a closer look at what happened there, Peter had informed the Lord that they, who were professional fishermen, had come up empty. And although the Lord could have provided food for them a number of different ways, he did it by telling them to go back to work, to just do what they always do, go fishing. But this time to do it in his name. And Peter said, because you said so, Lord, and when they did that, the Lord provided more than what was needed for them and for himself. The next fish story is hardly ever talked about. And it happens to also involve Peter. So when a couple of tax collectors asked Peter if he paid his taxes, Peter answered yes. And then he went to report this to the Lord. And the Lord, who obviously wasn't too worried about the tax bill, told Peter to go fishing. And when he caught his first fish, he was to open its mouth and he would find a gold coin that was enough to pay the Lord's tax as well as Peter's. Well, the first thing that comes to mind when I read this story is that Jesus must have really liked to mess with Peter. Because I can just see Peter asking him to repeat the instructions. And by the way, do you know what kind of fish it was Peter was fishing for? Goldfish. Think about it. <laughs> but when you look closer at this event again, you find that the Lord instructed Peter to do what he already knew how to do. Go fishing. And when he followed the Lord's instructions, his needs were not only met, but also the needs of the Lord. So listen, here's what these fish stories have to do with you and your financial issues today. Peter was a fisherman, and the Lord used what he did and what he knew to teach him to trust him to provide his needs. And so whatever your needs are, you're supposed to go fishing or go sell cars or real estate or insurance or teach or nurse or do whatever it is that you know how to do at the same time, trusting God to provide and meet your needs. And you can stand firm in your purpose, and you can trust God to do a work in your life and in your finances. Nothing pleases the Lord more than knowing that we trust him and depend on him. And I believe the Lord actually gets what he needs from us through our acts of trust and obedience. Don't you think the Lord really enjoyed eating the fish that night? of the big catch because of Peter's obedience. And I believe the Lord got more joy out of paying his taxes because 
of Peter's obedience to go fishing. The word says, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Sometimes our nets are going to be empty. And sometimes we may not know how we're going to pay our taxes. But God wants to bless us. And he wants to bless us in a way that reveals his greatness to us. And to do that, we have to trust God right where we are. Knowing what we know how to do, we have to be willing to go fishing. What is a poverty mentality? Coming up next, learn how it is a destructive attitude that can discourage us and keep us from finding God's purpose. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. How many of you have ever just been broke? <laughs> and you think I'm going to ask you if you are right now, aren't you? But, no, I'm not going to do that. But, but let's see. <laughs> let's see how broke you, you, you've been compared to my friend Joe. Okay? Because my friend Joe says that he's so broke. Well, let me tell you how broke he is. Joe is so broke that he just went to McDonald's and put an order of fries on layaway. Yeah, you want to know how broke, uh, broke Joe is? Joe is so broke that if someone rings the doorbell, he has to yell, ding dong, out the window. Joe is so broke. He is so broke that he got married just to get the rice. I got to keep trying, I guess. Okay, here's the last one. Joe is so broke. I'll tell you how broke Joe is. Joe is so broke that when someone saw him kicking a can down the street, they asked him if he was moving. There's nothing worse than a hostile Pentecostal crowd. 
Okay, but Joe was really broke. Well, you know how broke he was, but, and I hope you're not as broke as Joe was. Because today I want to talk to you about something called poverty mentality. Now, a poverty mentality doesn't really have to have anything to do with money. But it's a destructive attitude that can keep us from finding God's purpose in our life. And it's a tool of the enemy to distract us and discourage us. And, I, and believe it or not, it, it's, it's contagious. And I, I can give you an example of how I know that it can be contagious. This past week, I visited Walmart headquarters uh, up in Arkansas. Uh, I was attending a meeting with all the sporting goods suppliers who sell Walmart, just like we do. And, and I'm used to this because I've been going up there for many years. But when it came time for lunch, Walmart, as the host of all these visiting executives, announced that they were providing lunch outside in the hallway and that we were required to produce $3 in cash to buy our own lunch, which consisted of a ham sandwich, a bag of chips, and a Sam's Cola. And I'm not making this part up. There was a basket of cookies there with a large sign on it that read, only one cookie per person. <laughs> so here is the world's largest retailer who just recently posted after-tax profits of over $11 billion. And they're afraid to let the cookie supply get out of control. <laughs> and, and this attitude that's permeated this Walmart culture for years they're convinced that this mentality is in large part responsible for their success. Now, I have another customer in New York City that I visit often. It's called Models, and they have about 100 stores. And the company is over 100 years old, and it's owned and run by a third-generation family. And you can't find tougher business people anywhere on the planet. There's no question that they will fight you for the very best deal. And yet... When they have a meeting of their suppliers, they start by showing you a good time. We have a wonderful day of golf. We have lots of prizes. The guest speaker last time was Donald Trump. Sometimes, whenever Glenn and I travel there ourselves, they'll always take us to a New York Yankee game and sit on the front row or to Madison Square Garden. The two successful companies, two entirely different experiences, one the big one in Arkansas, has a poverty mentality. They don't seem to enjoy the abundance that they've been given, and they live in fear that they're going to lose it all tomorrow. The other one, the one in New York, has a prosperity mentality. So even though we do a lot, of business, a lot more business with Walmart, who do you think that I'd rather visit? Because the, the guys in New York, they're grateful for what they have, they share with others, and more important, they're expecting to be prosperous tomorrow. You see, a poverty mentality doesn't have anything to do with how much money you make. It's an attitude that says, I don't deserve anything good. It says, I can't afford anything, and I'd better be careful or I might lose what I have. And I certainly better not borrow any money because I don't know if I could pay it back. You know, God doesn't give us a poverty mentality. He endorses a prosperity mentality. 
And that's an attitude that says, if God be for us, who be against us? It says, I'm trusting God for an abundant, blessed life. No matter what my current financial situation is. Remember what Malachi said, the book of Malachi challenged us to test the Lord with our obedience and our generosity and see if he will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great we can't even receive it all. So I'm going to challenge you today. Leave the poverty mentality by the road. Don't beat yourself up because you've got some credit card debt and a mortgage. Don't let people guilt you about that. You know, I've learned that most people don't get overextended because they're trying to live beyond their means. They get that way trying to just maintain a decent lifestyle. It's no crime to prioritize your son's college tuition or your daughter's wedding high enough that you would borrow money to do it. Now, I read a lot of the books that teach the benefits of getting out of debt and achieving financial freedom. And I think that they're great. But we don't live in a world anymore where all we have to worry about is food, shelter, and livestock. There's a thousand things to deal with that require funds that may not always be available. So when I hear about a church, for instance, that got built debt-free, I'm really happy for them. But I'll tell you what I'm, I'm impressed with. I'm impressed when I hear about a church that has the courage and faith to start building before they have all the money. Because I know they're trusting God every step of the way. You need to be encouraged today. If you feel like your ship is never going to come in. Don't give in to the poverty mentality. Because God wants to bless you. He intends to bless you. He intends for you to have all the good things. You just keep trusting in Him. The Word says, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. Just keep being obedient. Keep a grateful spirit and a prosperity mentality. And if you do that, I know something good will happen in Jesus' name. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.